1 Timothy chapter 1, beginning with verse 12. Paul being the writer on the inspiration of the Holy Spirit of God, uh, writing to his son uh, in the ministry, and he begins in verse 12 by saying, I thank Christ Jesus our Lord who hath enabled me for that he encountered me faithful, putting me into the ministry, who was before a blasphemer and a persecutor and an injurious. But I obtained mercy because I did it ignorantly in unbelief. And the grace of our Lord was exceedingly abundant with faith and love, which is in Christ Jesus. This is a faithful saying. And worthy of all acceptation that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am chief. However, for this cause I obtained mercy, that in me first Jesus Christ might show forth all long suffering for a pattern to them which should hereinafter believe on him to life everlasting. Now unto the King eternal, immortal, invisible, the only wise God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. You may be seated. Lord Jesus, just speak to your servant, God, what you'd have us to do in Jesus' name. Amen. Encouragement. It's a long word, but it carries a mighty load when we encourage one another from our heart. I want to say to you... Um, it wasn't my idea, okay? Um, several years ago, I don't even remember when, Lynn and I were invited to a church up Highway 11, way up Highway 11, before we come to know you all, to go to a church off to the left, up on the mountain, and behind the pulpit was a massive window where you, could, you viewed this certain mountain. And that particular Sunday, the pastor said, Okay, bucket brigade kids, come forward. And they come from everywhere with that. So, this morning, when I stood at the front or sat there holding that bucket, and they kids started dumping that in there, I, I, I was just taken back for the weight. And after the service, Gail told me it was $192. Wow. That's encouraging. That's, that's encouragement for our little children. Can you imagine what they see out of their little eyes on Sunday morning? You see all these grown adults wandering all over the place, doing things. And I just thought it was great to have those uh, kids to come and to do that. And thank you for responding to them. Someone said, you know the adult's not going to turn that, that little child. <laughs> um, was it? Katie, who was it went in the choir? Anna Kate. Uh, bless her heart. She's first started on that first one. I don't have my bill for I don't have my pocket. I said, Can it keep going, baby? You'll find somebody. Go through every row. Uh, well, that was encouraging. I hope it's encouraging to them. I hope it's encouragement to you. Uh, we won't do it every Sunday, but we will do it at least once a month, if not twice. I want to see what our little children, the influence that they can have, okay? We think, well, what kind of influence have I got? What about the little kids? It is encouragement to see 
uh, things like this. In fact, encouragement is like a bonus check. Hey, it'll, it'll just help you out. It's like cortisone shots in your knees. Those of you that had that, you know what I'm talking about. But I praise God. Uh, the last, now I may hurt before I get out of here tonight, but the last uh, four to five days I haven't taken the first pain pill and my knees feel very good. Uh, I'm still not uh, bending down on them just yet. He told me not to be kneeling or squatting unless it's absolutely necessary. And there have been some situations where it was necessary. Uh, but I just be careful where I put them boys before I put them down now that I'm not putting it down on a pebble or something that'll uh, create more damage. But I praise the Lord uh, for that. It's encouraging. Uh, I know some of you, you still having uh, pain and, and you, you want some relief. But hey, um, do whatever you got to do. You know, who needs encouragement? You think of some people. Some of you got to work a public job. You're going on the job tomorrow. You pick out somebody, literally, who needs encouragement and tell them what a good job uh, they're doing. Church members, hey, tell them what a good job they're doing. Hey, the young need encouragement. The old folk need encouragement. Middle-aged folk need encouragement. Everybody needs encouragement of some kind to thank you for what you're doing in and around this place, on the job, wherever you uh, wherever you go. Um, you say, well, I, I don't know where, whether I can encourage somebody or not. Well, shame on you if you can't. Encourage somebody. If nothing else, brag on yourself. I mean, hey, you, you get done, nobody's there saying, man, you did a great job. I appreciate you. Yeah, I mean, it's good to me. You know? and maybe somebody will see you and say, oh, he needs help. And maybe they'll come over and offer help. <laughs> I'm like Paul. I'm just a sinner saved by grace. And I praise God for that. I wanted to share with you, what is the results of being called? Not necessarily called to pastor, preach, missionary, but called, period. Music, whatever. Called to do a certain thing for the Lord. May not come but one time, one opportunity. Don't pass up that one opportunity to serve the Lord. What will be the results of it? Only God knows. But I want to give you a few little result things of, of what it would be. What, what is the results of being called? First of all, there's, there's our gratitude. Verses uh, 12 and 13. I'm going to be reading these again. I want you to look back. And I think, Christ Jesus, our Lord, who hath enabled me. For he counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry. Here again, not necessarily preaching, not necessarily music, playing instruments, whatever, because in our bulletin, you'll notice the staff is all listed in the bottom line down there. Ministers, every one. So he says, who was before a blasphemer? Who was a low-down sinner? And he names those things. But he says, because he did it ignorantly in unbelief. But God saved him. He brought him about. So when I think about our gratitude, we need to be thankful. The word uh, enabled that, enabled me. In other words, he furnished me with the equipment to do what I do. You know, I wasn't uh, trained, okay, before I was called. 
Because if you'd have been in school with me, hey, I was scared to death to have to go to the blackboard. That's what we called it then. <laughs> uh, to stand up in front of a class. I guess my first exposure to standing up in front of a class was when I got a paddling in front of the whole class. Hey, I can take you to the spot in Wren High School, Miss Sarah Wheeler's English class. One of my friends got in trouble. She called him up front and whipped him. I laughed. She said, I'm right on up here. I stood before the class and had my hiney scorched. Hey, I wasn't mad at her. She was doing her job. But she got me out of being embarrassed getting in front of the class, you know. He enabled me. He furnished me with the equipment to do what I do. You think about what you do. How did you learn to do what you do? Somebody, somebody had to train. Somebody had to teach. Somebody taught you, enabling you to do your job. Be thankful for that. It's because of the power that we have, the abilities uh, that we have to do what we do. Not only should we be thankful, but when we're thinking about our gratitude, we need to be faithful. Jesus Christ, the Bible says the same, yesterday, today, and forever. I love it when I hear somebody say, do you know so-and-so? I said, yeah. You know, they're the same every time you see them. Yes, they are. Praise God. They're the same. No matter where you find them, <clears throat> no matter how they're dressed or, or whatever, they're the same every time you see them. We need to be like Christ. He was the same yesterday, today, and forever. You see, Paul had a transfusion. He said, I obtained mercy. And for that, he was grateful. So the results of being called is, is our gratitude to God. Secondly, is God's grace. Look at verse 14. And the grace of our Lord Jesus was exceedingly abundant with faith and love, which is in Christ Jesus. Grace is in abundance. John 10, 10, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, but I, Jesus, I have come to give you life, and to give it more abundantly, more plentiful, more experiences, um, more, uh, not only experiences, but people say, boy, they got a lot, of, lot, lot behind their belt. And I'm not talking about weight. I'm talking about experience. I'm talking about using what God has given us. You know, so many times we don't use what God has given us to the full potential. And it's amazing when we step out to do something for God, how God steps in and enables us and abundantly supplies what we need to get the job done. Grace is not only in abundance here, but it's also available. I mean, it is available. Simply means it is powerful. You, you, can't, you can't, listen to this, you can't outgrace God, Okay? You've heard you can't outgive him, but how about you can't outgrace God? But you can disgrace him. You can disgrace God, but you can't outgrace him. His grace is sufficient. You see, grace comes with faith, and grace comes with love. For by grace are you saved through faith. Not anything you've done, not anything I've done, 
but it is the power of God on our individual lives. Faith in Jesus, love of the Lord Jesus Christ. We exhibit that, or we should be exhibiting that. Uh, you know, your pamphlets, hey, that we need to be giving out. These pamphlets is showing somebody, I care about you. I don't know you, but I care about you. You never know what that pamphlet will do. You give it to somebody, they get home and say, look what somebody gave me today. Who was that? Well, I look at, well, well it says Kenny Owen. Where's his phone number? Well, what, give him a call. Hey, you don't know what that one little gesture will do for that individual and or for the family as we think about uh, sharing that grace. You see, grace comes with faith, faith by hearing, hearing by the word of God. They need to hear. And the Bible's plain where it says we need to love um, one another. Let me give you another result. Not only our, our gratitude and God's grace, but how about our goal? Do we have a goal? Yeah, we have a goal. We're trying to reach $130,000 so we can do the back end as we do this part. 130000 Man, that's a long way. That's, that's a lot of money. But we have already got, I have to get exactly what the number is, but we're well on our way. We can't slack off. We can't quit. We've got to keep going for the Lord. So we need to reach our goal. Look at verses 15 and 16. This, this is a faithful saying, he says. And it's worthy of acceptation that Christ came into the world for one reason. He says to save sinners. And Paul said, I'm chief. I'm the worst sinner that I know. Okay? Then he says, how be it? For this cause I obtained mercy that in me first Jesus Christ might show forth long suffering for a pattern to them which should here and after believe on him to life ever Lasting, our goal, faithful and worthy of all acceptance. Faithful, worthy. I want you to think about some patterns of flavors. For those of you who cook, you know about flavoring. But I want you to listen to these different flavors, okay? As we think about a pattern, how should we be following this? Is If we don't have a goal, we need to have a pattern, something to, something to go by. First of all, there's a pattern of faith. Again, by grace are you saved through faith. That is tasty to me. Hey, I love flavoring to spice up something, to get something better than what it is just normally. I, I forget which slogan y'all can tell me. Um, we didn't invent the chicken, we just invented the chicken sandwich. Huh? Chick-fil-A. Look what they've done. We didn't invent the chicken. We invented chicken sandwich. You'll stand in line waiting on that sandwich. Patterns of faith. For by grace are you saved through faith. Then there's the pattern of love. How hard is it to tell somebody, hey, I love and appreciate you. A pat on the back, hey, I, I really thank you for who you are. I appreciate all that you do. I know that you do a lot of things that go unnoticed, but I want to thank you because I don't know what all you do, but you're always here. You're always here. You're always doing something. A pattern of love. Then there's the pattern of ability. Only God knows all my abilities, okay? And God knows your abilities. 
You know your abilities. I know a lot of my abilities. And we need to allow our abilities to be incorporated in the family of God that everybody is, is doing something to make it happen. Okay? I mean, a Sunday morning service, a Wednesday evening service, a Sunday night service, don't just happen. We've got to do our part to make it happen. You're doing your part. You're praying. You're here. Music, singing, giving. I mean, it's, it's all in a pattern of ability that we have. Philippians 4.13, Paul said, I can do all things. Through Christ who gives me the strength. Now, it's not that I have done it before, but here's an opportunity, okay? And I want to see what I can do. And so, you know, I'm that away. If, I, if something's not working, well, hey, I'm just hard-headed enough to try to fix it myself. And I may get in trouble, but at least I'm willing. Hey, I want to do, go as far as I can go. <clears throat> and when we've gone as far as we can go, hey, there's going to be somebody to help us if we've asked for help. Sometimes we don't ask for help. We just, well, I'll, I'll handle it. When it's okay, too, if you can handle it, handle it. Go with it. Do it. Um, I, don't, I don't want to call any names, but um, how many of you men know where you're going to be Tuesday night? You hope, if you're living. Raise your hand. If you know where you're going to be Tuesday night. Now, I'm not going to call names, but some of you are not raising your hand. Okay, if you don't know, it's a fish fry. Hello? Charlie, where are you? Where did Charlie do? He left. I knew he left. I saw him go through the door, but he slipped back in right over here. What? You got a word for us? Amen. He sent the fish. That's right. Abilities. Hey, be there. If you couldn't raise your hand, man, you need to make sure you get with Charlie Atkinson and I'm, on, I'm coming. Put my name down. You know, this morning, I, we thought somebody would respond when we said, just get up right now and go over and sign, and not one soul went over there. I reckon everybody's scared. They didn't want to be the only one. Hey, if I'm the only one that hadn't signed up, and you involved in fish, I'm going to swim over there and put my name down. All right? But abilities, we have those abilities, and we need to share those abilities. You know, when we come together for a work day, it's amazing to me how much work can be done with a whole bunch of men and ladies who come together with one goal in mind, making things look better, and, and just put forth their abilities to do it. Okay, then there's the pattern of victory after it's all said and done. Now, Brother Scott's made mention, unless something happens, if everything goes according to schedule, hopefully, praise the God, hopefully, we will be in our new sanctuary by Christmas. Wouldn't that be something to celebrate the birth of Jesus in the new building? But it's not going to happen. We're sitting still, okay? We're going to have to get up. We're going to have to get at it and celebrate the victory. Because Jesus said, I have overcome. And because I have overcome, he says, you also can be overcome. 
overcomers. Okay, I want to be one of those overcomers. I want to be on the, the victory side. I want to be on the winning side. All right, let me give you another pattern. The pattern of obedience. What a flavor that is. Obedience, knowing I've done what God said to do. Obedience. He says, my sheep obey my voice. Jesus said that. Obey my voice. My sheep know me, they say. And I know them by name. You know, sometimes I think I hear my name called and nobody's there but me. We should say, I'm here, Lord. What, what is it? Are you crazy? No, I'm not crazy. God speaks to us in three different ways. He speaks to us through His Word. He speaks to us through circumstances. And He speaks to us through people. Through people. I can carry it to the little guff station. It's not a guff station anymore. But if you ever go up Highway 85 and get off at Highway 81 and head north, just as you cross over the bridge, the little business sits on the left. Used to be a guff station, had a cafe, and had a, a gas station, and a workplace. Lynn worked in that restaurant. I pumped gas, and I worked on cars. Sitting at a stool. They had a, little, had a, had a bar in there, not, not a drinking bar, but I'm talking a bar where you could sit down and eat your meal. And I was sitting on a stool. And his name just left me, and I guarantee y'all know him. He used to be over at uh, the, 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 the Sacaloa. He was over, what was that man's name? He led music also. I guarantee you some of you older people know him, you remember him. We were sitting on the stool side by side. He said, Kenny, has it ever entered your mind that you will be a preacher? I said, no, sir. That's all we said. I hadn't even surrendered then. Hadn't even thought about it. His name just shot by me again. <laughs> huh? It's on tip of my tongue if you could read it. Wayman Ebbett. Anybody remember Wayman Ebbett? He worked in a plant over in here. And he led music at different churches. And he just happened to be at Friendship Baptist Church leading music during this time. And I guess he had noticed me. I don't know. But that's what he's saying. God speaks to us. Sometimes we avoid the issue. Why? Because that ain't in my bucket list. As I made mention this morning. <laughs> Preaching wasn't in my bucket list. Pastoring wasn't in my bucket list. You know. Well, there's a there's a pattern there of obedience. But then there's a pattern of respect. That always tastes good when I know I'm respecting those that I am around. Respecting them. Respecting them. Psalm 119, verse 15 says, I will have respect unto the ways of the Lord. I think respect starts in the home where children respect their parents. And then when they go out, they go to school, they'll automatically respect their teachers. When they get out and they go to work, they'll respect those who are over them. Respect. Results of being called. 
Let me give you a last one. It's God's glory. Plain and simple, God's glory. Look at verse 17. Now unto the King eternal. The King. Jesus is eternal. Says He's immortal. He is invisible to us right now. The only wise God. There is not another, regardless of what the media might say, there is another, not another wise God. It says we need to give Him honor and glory forever and ever. And Paul closes that out by simply saying, Amen. Eternal. King of kings, eternal. That is forever. Forever. Now I know this is not uh, a doable thing. It's not a possible thing. Or I wouldn't think it is. I hadn't experienced it. (laughs) When that dead body is laying in that casket, they don't hear anything. They don't see anything. They don't feel anything. But I think sometimes as I watch them close the lid and hear them turn the latches. And then to lower the casket in the ground and to hear the dirt fall in on there. No, they don't hear that. But what if they did? Wow. What if they did? You know, it has happened. People be at the funeral home and all of a sudden they revive. Right before the life blood is drawn out. Our king is immortal. He is in forever eternal. The Bible says he is. Our Lord shed his entire blood. He died a literal death. And he came back to life again. So he is eternal. That is, he is forever. Another word there, he says he is immortal. He is imperishable. It says he's invisible by faith. You remember what he said to Thomas? He said, blessed are you, son. You've seen these scars. Blessed are you. But more blessed are those who have never seen or will never see, and yet they believe. Every one of us in this room right now have never seen the scars in Jesus' hand, but we have, have accepted, we that have accepted him as our Savior, we believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. We believe in his death, his burial, and his resurrection, and I believe we'll see those scars one day. Wise, it says. Knowing all things. And then, we need to give him what that verse says. Honor, reverence, glory, public praise. And we need to thank God that he thought enough of us to call us and put us into the ministry for him as his dear children. Speak to somebody. Encourage somebody along your way this week. Give them a pamphlet. Do something to let them know you care. I think sometime uh, I may speak to someone or hug somebody and say, What do you want? (laughs) What do you want? I just want you to love me. You know, we got a little dog now. You uh, you can sit out on the porch. Here you come and rear up. And I will sometimes. I say, What do you want? That tail's just going wide open. You know, hey, 
I just want love, 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 attention, attention, attention. I just, that's what I want. There are people out there that's like that. They need love. They need attention. They need encouragement. Father, help us to see what you'd have us to see, to hear what you'd have us to hear, and to do what you'd have us to do. In Jesus' name, amen.